0: Good morning, and welcome to the Daily Dairy Digest, a podcast by get dairy about the European dairy commodity markets. The Monday morning podcast is a little bit longer and more detailed than our rest of the week daily dairy updates. In today's update, we'll take a closer look to the European and worldwide milk supply, to the demand side of the market, we'll take a look at alternatives for dairy, we'll take a look at the cost price, and we'll discuss the export-import balance. Today is Monday, the 15th of August. Welcome to the Daily Dairy Digest. Last week was our first week back from our holidays. We were trying to get some direction from the market, but the market felt a bit bumpy. Demand and supply both didn't show any strong signals and all commodities we brokered showed both strength and weaknesses. The best thing to try to do then is to zoom out and take a look at the fundamentals, but this also leaves a lot of room for debate. We decided to make again a bulls versus bears analysis from the market. We start our analysis with one of the most important factors, the milk supply. Looking at the European milk intake, we hear and we have been reporting ourselves many different numbers. Monthly figures over June and July seem to be showing a more increasing trend, with milk numbers growing and the deficit with the year before is decreasing. Belgium, Holland, Italy, Poland and Ireland all seem to be reporting pluses, but Germany and France are still showing a more negative trend. But some argue that the milk intake is still at a higher number than the milk intake compared to 2019 and 2020. Only the year 2021 is showing more milk. Looking at the milk outside of the EU, it seems that milk production is getting better. New Zealand still needs to get fully active, but for now the start looks promising. The U.S. is also reporting still a little bit more milk year on year over the last months. But the milk numbers from the previous weeks do show a little bit more bearish signs, or bullish if you look at the price. The hot weather is pushing down milk intake and the milk is reported thin with lower fat and protein content. The biggest deficit in milk intake also here is showing again for Germany and France. The two biggest EU suppliers. But looking at the weather outlook for Holland for example this week, we see more rainfall and lower temperatures again. We wonder how long it takes for the market to recover. But our biggest question surrounding supply is how it will develop in the next months. Speaking to farmers and sons of farmers, we know they are happy with the current milk price. And at these milk prices, it still pays to buy a little bit of extra feed for the cows, even if the feed price is higher. Moreover, we think that we began uh, the downtrend in milk collection last year, August. So we will compare August, September, October, the next month's numbers with the negative numbers of last year. We think that we might still see a bigger increase over the next months compared with the year before. So, looking at the milk supply, we think it's still bullish for close by as milk volumes are still on a year-to-year deficit and we see the hot weather having an impact on the quality of the milk. But longer term, we are more bearish for prices on the commodities due to the higher expected milk intake. Then let us take a look at the demand side. The demand side has always been our biggest blind spot, but not only for us but also for most participants in the market. Because we can predict the behavior of cows better than we can predict the behavior of humans. We have the tendency to copy our behavior onto the total consumer market, but so far it seems that not everyone thinks the same as we do. Prices for the commodities we broker have increased around 80% compared to last year, but prices in the supermarket have only increased 10 to 30% as far as we hear. This means that suppliers and or retailers are losing a big part of their margin. This price increase will have to follow slowly again for the consumers in the months to go. Up until now, we also don't see a big decline in consumption. We do hear some end users are selling 10 to 20% less compared to the year before, but total consumption still doesn't seem to be down yet. We do hear there are some changes in premium quality product to private labels, but still the total consumption seems to be quite equal. We also hear that demand for frozen pizzas is up, for example, as it is a popular and one of the cheapest meals you can buy in the supermarkets. But listening to our partners that work with retailers, we understand that in September, there will be a new round of price increases for consumers. This for supermarkets to keep their margin in line. Our expectation is still that once temperatures go down and the gas consumption goes up, consumers will have to rethink their spending. The careless summer period will have to take place for the winter of worries we saw the following calculations for Dutch consumption for an average household. Energy costs on a year-to-year basis are going up €4,000 per year. The supermarket cost for an average household will go up about €1,500 a year. And the cost to fill up a car to go to your day-to-day work will increase about €1,500 per year. This would mean a spending increase of over €9,000 per year without adding any additional costs for healthcare, clothing, horeca, travels or luxury goods. We don't know if buying less dairy is a solution to close the gap, but we cannot see any situation where this is a bullish development for dairy demand. The longer these prices are here, the more extreme we will think the effect for dairy will be. Looking at all of this, we think that the demand side of the market is stable to slightly bearish for the short term but more and more bearish the further out we go into the future. (whistles) Dairy also knows a lot of alternatives, from almond milk to vegetable cheese and some soy drinks. Butter can be replaced by different types of vegetable oil and milk powders like whole milk has strong competition from different kinds of fat fills and other blends. The shortage of vegetable oil worldwide made production harder and more expensive. But these prices have come down and the availability is getting better again. We hear that butter spreads for example are demanded more again to keep the price a bit down. And then we have the alternatives on bread for example. Peanut butter, jelly, chicken slices or salami are coming down in price again and supermarkets can keep their sales price at the same level or even discounted. But they will have to increase their price for all dairy products again. We might see a shift in consumption due to better alternatives for this demand. Let's then take a look at one of the most bullish factors that we see in the market. The cost price. Looking at the cost for farmers, we think that it's mainly covered by the current milk price of 60 cents. But factories that take the milk and produce it into the commodities we are brokering are faced with a higher cost in almost every factor in their business. They are faced with higher transport costs. They are faced with higher labor costs, higher gas and energy prices, higher cost for packaging material and even higher cost for financing. Making cheese, butter or s just isn't viable at lower prices that we're seeing in today's market. And the costs are not likely to go down again anytime soon. This is the main reason why sellers see no reason to offer lower prices further out, as they expect to be faced with even higher costs in the futures. And we agree with them that we don't expect these prices to come down anytime soon. They are here to stay for a long time. But our biggest argument against this reasoning remains that the market price for a commodity is never determined by the cost of a commodity, but by the balance between supply and demand. If the supply exceeds demand, prices will have to go down, no matter the cost price a factory has to produce the product. And the biggest button they can turn then is the payout price for the milk. It is what my wife tells me when I go on a creative run again. She says that I can spend 20 hours painting, and spend 500 euros on a canvas, oil paint, and good brushes. But no matter the cost I make to produce my art, no one will pay more than 500 euros to keep it and hang it in their house. Maybe it's a long stretch to compare my art to the dairy commodities, but we hope you get the point. And finally, we want to take a look at the export-import balance. Europe is a big exporter of dairy products. With over 7 million tons of export volumes, the EU is the biggest exporter in the world. With the current weakening of the euro, the EU faces much more difficulty exporting products. We hear it from our partners, export business from out of the EU is down bigly. And all this extra milk needs to find a new consumer. The second biggest exporter in the world is Oceania. And with the New Zealand season starting strong and prices for some commodities trading more than 1,500 euros lower per metric tonne, we think Oceania will be taking more of our export volumes. We also hear that there is some non-EU product entering the EU market. And this is not only New Zealand product, we also hear more product from Ukraine entering the EU market. So with more expected import volumes and less expected export volumes, we expect the supply and the stock to uh, grow in the European Union into the next six months. So if we add everything together, overall, we see more bearish arguments than bullish arguments. The only thing is that the bearish arguments are some things that we expect but don't see actually. So we expect less demand, we expect more milk, and we expect exports to decline and imports to grow. The only sure thing that we see is that the costs are higher. So the only bullish factor that we have is the one thing that we know for sure is happening. So whether the market turns bullish or bearish, our expectation is bearish. Looking at the butter market, we see a stable one. We have no trades to report on last Friday. We do see that the market is showing a bit more strength on futures than we see on the physical market. It seems some buyers need to turn to the futures as suppliers won't offer any product for Q4 and Q1 due to the high uncertainty. We start today with the following markets. We still have an offer for some sweet cream butter frozen from Poland at 67.50. and We also have an offer for two trucks of German-Belgium-Dutch butter for September collection at 69.25. We see the cheese market roughly the same as the butter market. We have no trades to report from ourselves, although we did see a DAO trade for Q4 at 5100 euros. We think that the current retail negotiations in Germany are coming to an end and it seems that retailers will pay a higher price again. This should give end-users the go to start buying their needs for Q4 and Q1, putting more upward pressure on prices. Especially with producers really hesitant to offer anything that far out. Shorter, we would not be surprised if we'd see higher prices again. We think buyers do need to follow closely what a higher retail price will do with the demand. And as reported, we still think that more milk will flow to cheese production, putting a little bit more pressure on cheese stocks than we see today. We start today with roughly the same market as on Friday. We still have an offer for some Gouda for September collection at about 5,200 euros, XWorks Germany we still also have an indicative bid for gouda for q4 at a price of 505 we also keep looking for 4 to 6 trucks of mozzarella for september at a price of 5000 euros per metric ton ex works origins can be german or dutch and then we finalize our podcast with an update about the powder markets Uh, The powder market was firming up, but I think we still have to wait for the GDT results of tomorrow. After a big dip on Tuesday last week, the skim milk powder market rallied for the rest of the week back to levels to €3,400. It's hard to find sellers and buyers are slowly turning up again and upping their bids. But we still see hesitation on both sides of the market. The majority of the market seems to think that the second half of the week was a bounce of the quick price correction seen at the beginning of the week. But the demand from end users, especially on the export market, remains very small. There are some inquiries turning up, but most are for Q1 and Q2 for 2023. But the problem is that most sellers have product to sell that is already in their warehouse, or is about to be transported to their warehouse. We find the powder market very hard to predict. On the one hand, we think that skim milk powder is the product that has the most connection to the international market and so will be most affected by the increasing milk volumes worldwide and the decreasing demand due to the worldwide inflation. But on the other hand, it's also the product that is impacted most by the rising energy and gas prices. In the EU, we think that tomorrow's GDT will be the best indication for whether EU markets will trade up or down. We start again the day with the following: we have about 300 to 400 metric tons of skim milk powder, Irish origin, Exeter Ireland for September and October collection. The indication of last Friday is at 34.25. We also have one hundred tons of skim milk powder, Belgium origin, Egg. On an Xworks basis, we can offer this at thirty-five fifty. And we also have three hundred tons of skim milk powder, medium heat, German origin in big bags, Xworks Holland, available at a price of thirty-four fifty. Okay, and that was it again for today's podcast. We thank you if you have listened through the entire part. We hope our analysis helps you through the day. And if you have any remarks or anything to add to our podcast, please let us know. We are open for debate we are open for suggestions. We hope this podcast can be a little bit more than just your daily information about the market. Anyone with an interest for podcast making knows that a podcast with two or three speakers as much more dynamic. So if you feel comfortable debating the dairy market with us, please let us know and we'll schedule a phone call or a personal meeting to make this happen. We want to share any opinion about the dairy market with our podcast listeners, because we think that every opinion has something to add. So please let us know if you want to be a part of this. The best way to do this is via Wouter at getfordairy.nl. Okay, and this is the real end. This week is going to be an exciting week again with a lot of events, with the GDT event of tomorrow being the main one. For now, we wish you happy trading and bye-bye.